Welcome to a NFL edition of the Bold Take Podcast. I'm Austin Waiter. With me, as always, the man, the myth, the top Chicago Bear fan, the Austin Hill. Now, I know what you're thinking, Austin. There hasn't been much NFL news except for a certain Deshaun Watson. And no, we will not be discussing that here because that is, I've read that article. Just disgusting. I don't even want to think about reading that ever again. So, yeah. But besides that, you're right. Austin, there's not much going on. What are you doing an NFL episode for? Well, number one, it's our podcast again. So, yeah. Uh, but, num- but number two, uh, we... We both saw it on uh, Instagram. CBS Sports released a thing. I forget who it was exactly from CBS Sports, yeah. but he released a ranking of the each of the top QBs in the comp in each conference. So, you know, that gave us an idea. We're like, you know, why don't why don't we do that? So we're on a bit of a ranking kick anyway. Yeah. So. so why not? Why not? By the way, if you haven't, go listen to our Marvel episode from last week, and we also had our NBA Finals kind of like mid series episode come out yesterday go give it a listen yeah Talk Marvel quality. episode really one of my favorite episodes we've done so far I think that might be our best work I agree it might be I, I I'm I'm definitely seconding you on that and that might yeah. who knows what we'll do in the future you never Absolutely. know I had fun with that one definitely so for this one we're going to start with ranking the AFC now in case y'all don't know the official number there are 16 teams in each conference so we're going to go from 16 to one to one you know, to build up the drama for it. So let's start out. Who do you have as the worst starting QB in the AFC? No, um, not saying they're bad, just the worst out of all. Yes. Um, actually, I was just about to say, I don't think that by making this person the worst, they're a bad quarterback, actually kind of proved a lot more than I thought they were going to yeah. last year. And that's Davis Mills of the Houston Texans. Um, he just, to me, has the worst team around him, and he's probably going to have the least amount of success in the AFC this year. Yeah, pretty clear cut and simple there. Mine's also uh, Davis Mills. Yeah, just doesn't have a lot of talent. I mean, he did a lot better than I thought he would last year. Yeah, he actually had some really good numbers. Like I said, uh, you know, very impressive what he was able to do last season. I just think that the Texans aren't going to be very good next year. And I think that after this season, he probably gets replaced. Yep. So now it's pretty easy one to agree on 16. Let's move down to 15. Who you have at the number 15 spot? Um, This is an early bit of controversy, I think. Okay. I have Zach Wilson right here. All right. Um, I think that I a lot of people are talking about how he is primed to have a big season this year. And while I think that's the case, I think coming into the season, he would be here for me. Um, I certainly – think that it would be fun in the midseason to kind of reflect on these lists and make a new list. Yes. Um, because I think Zach Wilson will do some rising. Exactly. The, the Jets have done a lot to try and help him succeed, but based on what I'm coming into with Zach Wilson, I think he, he fits right in this spot. Well, dang, I thought mine was bold. I, I also have Zach Wilson at 15. Okay. I thought mine was kind of bold. Uh, pretty much everything you said, just not the greatest rookie season in the world yeah. for him, especially considering someone in this podcast picked and win offensive rookie of the year. I don't know who that could have been. It wasn't me. Uh, yeah, clear, clearly was was not me. Um, but any but anyway, uh, uh, I like you said, the Jets have done a lot to kind of try to build around him, unlike the last rookie QB that they tried to build around, who we'll no doubt talk about pretty soon in the NFC. But yeah, I think it's pretty simple. I think he'll go up this year absolutely but for now i think i got to keep him at 15 i'm hoping he does good because i kind of want to see the jets be good because i haven't seen them be good yep. in forever so it'd be kind of interesting 
Uh, so next up is number 14. Now, also, we need to clarify for the for the list we saw, uh, for the Steelers, they had Kenny Pickett on there. We both agreed and assumed it was Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. Because, number one, I personally want him to start. We're paying him $14 million. He better be starting. And number two, uh, I just don't think that they're going to be in a rush to start Kenny Pickett. Yeah, just based on experience, even with Justin Fields with the Bears, um, yeah. you know, sat him for a couple weeks, let him play behind a veteran, and then, you know, when it's time for the changing of the guard about midway through the yeah. season. So, for now, Mitchell Trubisky is our Steeler starter. And to preface for the NFC, Drew Locke is yes. the quarterback we have for the Seahawks, not Geno Smith. Um, that is our only other discrepancy. Because we both agreed, if Geno Smith beats out Drew Locke, Drew, there's, Drew, there's not much hope for you, buddy. Yeah, and there's trouble in Seattle. Um, <laughs> uh, because they could have drafted a quarterback 100 exactly. times in this draft. But uh, So who do you have for number 14? On your um, well, speaking of the devil, uh, number 14 <laughs> I have is Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I really wanted to put Mitch higher on this list. There is a certain love that I still have for Mitch, even though his time in Chicago was Obviously. underwhelming and he did need to go. Um, I've always wished the best for him. I've never wished Mitchell Trubisky to die in a car accident or anything. I've always hoped for the best, and I would like to see him succeed in Pittsburgh, but his track record isn't the best. Yeah. Um, I would know that better than anyone. Obviously. That is why I have him here. Um, just because in his best games don't compare to some of the best games I have from some of these other quarterbacks. All right. Uh, okay, we're three for three so far. All right. Uh, I also agree Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I, I'm said, uh, I'm hoping he does good because obviously he's going to be my starting QB according to me. So. Yeah. Kind of need him to be good, um, but uh, like I said, not the greatest track record in the world, and he's really been a backup for the past year or two, so yeah. he hasn't really played a lot in a lot of big moments. So uh, as of as of late, you know, yeah. compared to the Bears, so I just put him at fourteen. Uh, I felt like that was a fair spot to put him. Yeah. So next up, we have number thirteen. This could be where it starts getting interesting because I think we. We're three for three. I think yeah. we all we agree clearly on who the bottom three are. This could be where things get interesting. It is. Um, I have Trevor Lawrence right here. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's who you have, obviously, but I've got Trevor Lawrence here. My real big reasoning here, after Trevor Lawrence, this is kind of where it really started to get tough for me when yeah. I was ranking guys um, because these bottom four guys really haven't had, like, obviously most of them are rookies. And then with Mitchell Trubisky, just not a lot of good games between exactly. these guys. Yeah. Um, and everybody else, there's been a lot more to see. Exactly. Um, so with Trevor Lawrence, my real reasoning for putting him over Mitch, like I said, was in his best games when he was really firing on all cylinders, I just feel like overall they're better than Mitchell Trubisky's best games. And I really think that the new coaching staff with head, headed by Doug Peterson is really going to help Trevor Lawrence. And I wouldn't be surprised if he rose on my list a little bit, you know, at, at, at the midseason point. Yeah. Again, four for four, because I 100% agree. Like you like you said, after this one, though, there's probably going to be a couple of differences here. So, But uh, I agree. Uh, I just think he got stuck in a really bad situation Absolutely. last year. To say it was a bad situation would probably be the biggest understatement of the entire NFL season. Yeah. So, like I said, this new coaching staff, hopefully they come in and help him, Doug Peterson. Before he kind of ran Carson out of town, did a pretty decent job developing him. I Absolutely. mean, before he got injured, he was looking like an MVP candidate. So, 
you know, I still don't expect Jacksonville to be that good this year, but like you said, I think we'll see him climb, climb up and be a little bit higher on the list next year. So now let's go to number 12. Like you said, this is probably, this is where it probably gets a little bit tougher now as we get a little bit closer. So who you got number 12? Uh, I have Tua Tagovailoa here. Um, I really uh, like Tua, but out of all of the 12, you know, remaining top quarterbacks here, um, I just felt like he was the worst one. Um, He's had the least amount of success, even though really the second half of the season last year, he was on fire. And so I'm hoping to see that translate into next year. Um, But he's kind of struggled. I'm hoping Tyreek Hill will help him out. But compared to some of these other guys, they've got more experience or they've just played better. Yeah. Again, it looks like we're on the money again. I also have Tua here as well. Uh, I hope we don't so, have the same exact list. <laughs> I, I, I don't think we do because I, I went pretty bold in my top 10. So, okay. uh, but uh, I agree with Tua on this one. I'm a he, I'm still a Tua supporter. I still support him and think he's good. Uh, I just hate the people that already ran on him and say he's a bust whenever yeah. the guys when we played really last year was his first full year as a starter. So absolutely. I mean, give the guy a little bit of a break and now he's going to have Tyree kill. And I'm not going to mind you. If you can't get together with Tyree kills, your top wide receiver, then you're in trouble. Yeah. And then, then there might need to be a discussion there. It was kind of, so I would, I would have to put him there, but I'm hoping he climbs up because I, as much as I don't like Alabama, I, I really like him and I'm rooting for him. So next up we'll get to number 11. Uh, who do you have here? Uh, this is one Ryan Tannehill. Um, when I kind of look at uh, who's on this yeah. list, Ryan Tannehill really had a rough year last year. Um, Derrick Henry being hurt, they had to you know try and live and die by the pass game, and he just couldn't really keep up, and that's really what keeps him down here um, with you know, at the bottom of all these guys. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these big veterans, just because he really couldn't find success in that pass-heavy offense this year. But it didn't help that A.J. Brown and Julio Jones were hurt for a lot of the season. Um, so, you know, a bit of a tough spot, but he did have a not very good season last year. Yeah. Um, well, we actually have a disagreement on this one, finally. Uh, for this one, just because of uh, – just because I didn't see, you know, like – a massive amount from him. Yeah, I kind of put Mac Jones here at number 11. This might gotcha. seem kind of questionable to some people, but the way I see it is, you know, last year while he did a good job as a game, you know, kind of like a game manager and at points showed his arm, I really didn't see a lot from him. And that's just – don't get. I was choosing between him and Ryan Tannehill. I'll say that yeah. right now. Uh, but I just gave the slight edge to Tannehill overall, maybe because he was – just because I – feel like I need to see a little bit more of Mac Jones. Don't get me wrong. I think Mac Jones is, was by far the best rookie quarterback last year out of it all was. of them. So, and a certain person here picked him for offensive rookie of the year. Indeed. I should have had it. Yeah. Uh, so, I think he'll be really good and probably be in the top 10 next year. But for now, I just put him at 11. Uh, so, now we have reached the top 10. Who do you got just barely sneaking into the top 10? Coming in at number 10, I've got Matt Ryan. Okay. Um, Matt Ryan, I think, is – destined for a little bit of success in Indianapolis because I feel like his last couple years in Atlanta 
were just tanking years, really. They didn't care about winning. I'm not saying that he didn't try to win, but they didn't give him a lot to work And they blew several, several leads. Yes, um, they got rid of Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley hurt and didn't play a lot. Kyle Pitts was really his best option, besides Cordero Patterson, who they played at running back most of the time. Exactly. (laughs) So they didn't really help him out, and so I— you know, not a great last season, but I put him over Ryan Tannehill because I think he's had a better career overall than Ryan Tannehill, even though both of them were not great last year. Yeah. Uh, my number 10, I went with uh, Ryan Tannehill for mine. Uh, like I said, I was kind of choosing between him and Mac Jones for this spot. Like you said, last year, when he's not asked to rely fully on being the top QB or the top player and they pass the ball a lot, he's not a bad QB. But when Derrick Henry was out, you saw that he clearly, number one, didn't deserve the amount of money he got from the Titans in that first deal, which don't get me wrong, he deserved to get some bit of money because they made all the way to the AFC Championship when he took over midseason. But, uh, you know, I just – and also the the divisional round game against the Bengals. Yeah. He's the reason they lost that game. That interception at the end was a horrible read, and that led to the Bengals getting right in the field goal range. He didn't easily win the game. So, you know – I put him in this spot, and I, like I said, I was tempted to put him at 11, but I just gave him a slight edge over Mac because I thought also a little bit of a better, little bit of a better career, and that's also due to the fact that Mac Jones yep. hasn't really got to play a lot. So, uh, who do you have here at number nine now? This is where I have Mac Jones. All um, right. I really liked what I saw from Mac Jones last year. I think he had a better year than Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill. And, you know, kind of like you said, I didn't really weigh out as far as these guys were compared careers. Yeah. Um, I just kind of looked at last season for these guys. Um, but Mac Jones' inexperience is what kind of leaves him at nine and doesn't have him rising above yeah. some of these other people. But Because I feel like while last season was good, wasn't as good as these guys and these guys above him have had some pretty good careers. Yeah. Yeah, my number nine uh, is is Matt Ryan. Basically, I'm like dropping down one behind yeah. pretty much on every single one. But uh, yeah, Matt Ryan, like I said, I think whenever choosing between him or uh, Ryan Taylor, this was not even a hard choice for Matt Ryan's by far had the better career. He's got an MVP and he's starting in a Super Bowl. He's been in several key situations too. But also last year, I also felt like he was way better as well. Yeah. So, and like you said, I think he can have success with the Colts, but... You know, I don't, it's just, I don't know. It's hard for me to put him in that top eight because there's yeah. a ton of talent in that top eight. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of that, let's get to number eight. Who do you have there? Uh, this is where I have Deshaun Watson coming okay. in at. Uh, I like Deshaun Watson a lot, um, but it'll be interesting to see if he plays, um, <laughs> you know, what kind of effect that time off is going to have because he hasn't played football in so long. Um, and, Really, on top of that, uh, you know, uh, you know, looking for some success out of him. Um, I think he's good. He's obviously proven how great he can be. It'll just be interesting to see if he can shake off the rust when he finally does come back and shake off the controversy and maybe play some football. Yeah. Uh, same spot for me here. I agree with number eight for Deshaun Watson. Like you said, I mean, who knows if we're going to even see him. We haven't really even seen him play in a full year, so – I mean, yeah. 
I don't and I don't know. And also, you gotta think he's probably gonna be missing time dealing with this new thing. That's time yeah. in the offseason when you're gaining chemistry with your new offense and new plays, new wide receivers, running backs, offensive line. Absolutely, he's gonna be missing that dealing with things. So yeah, things uh, we won't get into here. Yeah, which we are not getting into. You cannot pay me enough money to try to talk about that. Uh, so numbers now let's get to number seven. I think we might also have the same for this one, but I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this guy. But who you have for number seven? Uh, this was a tough one for me. I really wanted to have him a little bit higher, but I couldn't do it. This is Derek Carr. Um, I was big on the Raiders last year. You were big. Carr you were last quite hype on the Raiders. Um, and then everything I, went to went to bad yeah. after week two. Right I week won't. Uh, I won't go into crazy bold takes just yet about this guy. But I think Derek Carr is primed to have a big year. The Raiders have put him in a great position, getting him Devontae Adams, uh, former college teammate. And those two guys are like, they're going to succeed. But just really, I couldn't put Derek Carr above some of these other guys just because his consistency can be off sometimes. Last year was a great year. But he's had some years, like the year before last, mm. where his interception yeah. numbers were a little bit too high. You know, almost won an MVP before he tore his ACL in 2017. 2016, 2017. And that was when the Raiders were, like, Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. So. Um, so, you know, he's been a little shaky since the injury. But last year was a big step for him. Why I've got him at seven. Yeah. Um, and I'm really hoping that when we do this conversation again, that I'm talking He'll be about, in the top five. Yes, I'm hoping he'll be a top fiver because I love Derek Carr. Do you want to make the bold prediction that he wins MVP this year? Do that you want was, to? That's my bold take. Okay. Derek Carr will be the league MVP this year. All right, mark it down. Austin said that, he, that Derek Carr will win MVP on June 10th. Let it be known right here that that – he would do so. If you had money, you would put it on him at the start of the year. Absolutely, I may do it. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, I also agree. I have Derek Carr number seven here. Like you said, I wanted to put him up a little bit higher because I've always liked Derek Carr yes. as well. But like you said, the consistency is not always there. But like you said, last year did a good, very good job with the, especially with the losing one of his top wideouts and Henry Ruggs. Yeah. So. You know, I I like I really like that I really like him, and I hope he gets in the top five. I don't know if I'm gonna pick him to win as my MVP, but I, it'd be it'd be really cool if he did. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Him at number seven. So now we get into the top six, and this is really where we're getting like nitty gritty. Yeah, this is where we're getting up here. So uh, who do you have as number six? I think we'll probably both agree here. Um, I feel like this guy could be top five if he develops his passing game a little more. Um, but it really ultimately had to keep him out because of his struggles actually throwing the football sometimes, and that's Lamar Jackson. Okay. Um, his consistency has wavered a little bit, I think, in his career passing. And really what's getting hard for him now is teams are starting to learn kind of how to guard that run attack. Yeah. And so he has to really start to develop his arm. Um, and while I think that's possible, I've never thought that Lamar Jackson was just a running back and no. he can't throw. No matter what those memes say. Yeah, I do think that he has had some consistency issues in the NFL. He makes he gets out running, and then he gets stopped, and he makes a bad decision on the throw. Exactly. Um, so I think that he's going to have to read the field a little bit better, get a little bit smarter about when he's going to take off and when he's not going to take off because not every play you need to scramble out of the pocket. Yeah. Um. So with some development, I think he could be a top fiver, but out of the six remaining guys, 
he was the guy I felt like was not a top five quarterback. Uh, yeah, like you said, like I said, we'd probably agree. I do agree with you wholeheartedly. Now, don't get me wrong. As a Steelers fan, I don't like facing this man. I don't like seeing He's him scary. twice a year. He's a scary man to play against. But like you said, passing has got to improve for him. Again, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's won an MVP, so there's that for his resume. Yeah. And I was tempted to put him in the top five. Now I'm, like, now I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, passing has been not his strongest part in the last couple of years since he yeah. won that MVP. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I agree. That's what kept him out of the top five for me. I think if he can improve it. But, however, they did trade away one of their top wideouts in uh, Hollywood Brown, so that kind of gets me thinking that they're going to go even more focus on the run game this year. Which, which is a little scary. Yeah, so uh, that I put him at number six. And now we are in the top five. Now, best of the best in this list. Who do you have at number five? Uh, I've got Justin Herbert. This was really tough for me to do. Wow. Um, I know CBS Sports List had him at number three, and I didn't really agree with that. Yeah. Um, Herbert is good and he will probably be a top three quarterback in the AFC very, very soon. (laughs) But the real big things that are a knock on him right now is he hasn't been to the playoffs in his two years. Um, the other two year quarterback that's remaining in this, uh, uh, this other now third year quarterback that's in this list, uh, that's in left in this top five. Um, he has been to a super bowl. Um, and then, Everybody else that's not them has been to the playoffs and had some playoff success as well. So really, it just came down to, you know, not just playing quarterback, but team success. Um, And while I don't think it's Justin Herbert's fault that his team hasn't uh, done as good as they should, he just hasn't taken that team to the playoffs yet. And I don't so I don't think he's taken that next step quite like everybody else that's left has. Yeah. Um, mine, I'm not going to lie, in case you're not by my a little bit of surprise, mine's not Justin Herbert, number five. And, uh, you know, you made a very good point there that I really wish I would have thought of because that would make that makes a ton of sense. Uh, but I'm a man. I'm going to stick with my list. Uh, at number five, I do have, I do have Joe Burrow okay. here. So, uh, and this is, like I said, this, when I got to number, once I got through number six and it was Lamar, I was like, oh, frick, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this one. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, Joe Burrow is got his team to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, imagine saying that after his rookie year that he was a top five QB. Yeah. So, oh, so he's shown he has the toughness to do, and he's also got the the talent to pull it off too. For sure. I think he will eventually be a top three QB as well. I just don't think he's there yet. He could get there this year. So, but uh, I definitely get why you would yeah put Justin Herbert at number five there though. So uh. Now let's move to number four. Who do you have here? This is where I have yeah. uh, Joe Burrow. Um, like you said, not a top three quarterback just yet. Um, the Super Bowl, like I said, helped me pick between him and Justin Herbert. True. But Russell Wilson's won a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes has won a Super Bowl. Josh Allen hasn't won a Super Bowl, but... I mean, they're, they're going to get there. They're yeah. going to get there. I mean, they've had some crazy success in, I don't know, to me, Josh Allen a little bit better than Joe Burrow just because of that way he can move. Yeah. Um, and the arm strength, too. Yes. My goodness. <laughs> um, he's made some crazy throws. That throw to Dawson Knox in the back of the end zone. Oh, my that gosh. He, that was beautiful. I just remember he's like, he's like, I thought I threw it away. <laughs> that, yeah, you got to give some credit to Dawson yeah. Knox on catching it. But just a absolutely crazy. Um, you know, so really when I just looked at these guys, it really came down to more experience yeah. than anything. 
But Joe Burrow, like you said, destined for a top three if he continues. Yeah. My number four kind of flip-flop uh, was Justin Herbert there. Um, this one, don't get me wrong, Justin Herbert, amazing talent overall. Like you said, the only problem with him is team success. And the, the problem is I don't know if he'll ever have team success because he is on the Chargers, and that team is basically cursed because Spanos is a horrible owner, and they the, the football gods say you can't have anything nice. Especially, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, the only thing, the difference between him and Burrow is probably the playoff experience that uh, Burrow, I mean, Burrow took him to the Super Bowl in his second year and Justin Herbert just barely missed out, which was not his fault. Yeah. It was Brandon Staley's fault for not, no, for calling a timeout for some reason when the game was going to end at the time. They both going to the playoffs. Exactly. So, uh, but I just think, I think Justin Herbert's got the potential. The problem is I think he's going to end up being like Phillip Rivers 2.0 as one of those guys that's just, he's so good. Yeah, but he's stuck on the Chargers. <laughs> so now we have reached the top three. We all have. We each have the same top. We each have the same three: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson. Not in that order or anything, but like that's the top three. So who do you have at number three? Uh, this was really hard for me, but I went Russell Wilson at number three. And really, the biggest thing for me was the last couple of years. While he's had early success in the season, injuries have really hampered Russell Wilson. And so if he had, you know, could be healthy. He could definitely climb to a number one in definitely. the AFC. But really, his big issue is that he's just not healthy. Um, and you know, the MVP thing. But true, he probably should have one of those by now. He should. Um, <laughs> but you know, injuries really hamper him, and that's what puts him here at three. Uh, same with me, Russell Wilson. Number three is at number three. Like I said, he's got the Super Bowl with him. He's got that pedigree with him. He's a really good QB. But like you said, the injuries down the stretch in the last couple of years in Seattle, and not to mention, like you said, the whole MVP, which you, I'm surprised he doesn't have yeah. one, uh, kind of is what determined it for me. And also, I mean, I'm just, I don't know what to expect from him here in Denver because who knows how this year in Denver goes. Yeah. He might end up falling down a ton. Or he could be the normal QB in the AFC at the yeah. end of the year. So, uh, I have him there at number three as well. Yeah, so, because, I mean, really, like you said, just uh, they traded for him, but while there's some exciting pieces there, they didn't. They haven't really made a big move. And so, he's basically going to be playing with the same team Drew Locke did. So, it's exactly. really going to come down to, was Drew Locke the problem, or do you need some help? Exactly. So, number t- so now we're in the top two. Uh, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. This was pretty yeah, clear cut no that these were the top two. Uh, who should we, you know, I think we'll know who number two is. So, you know, just, let's just skip number two. We'll find out who it is. Who do you have at number one? Please don't hate me for this. Oh no, no, I'm, I, this, we might actually, but it's Josh Allen. I, I just don't think that there's any other way to put it. I, I'm not even, I don't even have to defend this. Josh Allen is the best quarter in the quarterback in the AFC, and it's just not a question. He's probably the best quarterback in football right now. He, he is exciting. Uh, he's got great mobility, great field vision, a great arm. I mean, this guy, if this guy's team could play defense, he might have won a Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, really think Josh Allen's the number one quarterback in the NFL. Uh, no, no hate on Patrick Mahomes, but the last couple of years, defenses are starting to catch up with the little trickery that Patrick Mahomes does, and is you know they threw a lot of interceptions last year. Yeah. 
He had some struggles early last year. And while, you know, that wasn't enough for me to take him out of my top two, it definitely, Josh Allen hasn't had those struggles yet. There's no, nobody's figuring out Josh Allen. Yeah. He, he's an enigma. Uh, yeah, I, I'm 100% agreeing with you because I thought mine was a little bold. I agree with Josh Allen at number one because, like, because of what you said, that's what determined it last year. Patrick Mahomes had his struggles. They still haven't figured out Josh Allen. That's what pretty much settled it for me. Granted, Mahomes has a Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP. And an MVP. And an, and an MVP. He'll probably win a couple more before he's done. But right now, like you said, because of kind of based this off of last year, two people are kind of figuring him out. They still haven't figured out Josh Allen. So yeah. I'm going with him at number one as well. So now we will move to the NFC. Uh, I think we can – this one – could be pretty bold. Austin told me this is one of his. This is probably the boldest of his. Yeah, list. this is a little bit bolder. All right, so let's start with number sixteen. Who do you have at there? Um, shockingly, maybe I have Drew Locke at number sixteen. Um, really, Drew Locke has been mediocre in his time in Seattle. Um, you mean Denver? Or yeah, Denver. And then he's, now he's now in he's Seattle. going yeah. to Seattle. Yeah, he's been pretty mediocre in Denver. I really think that. If they had tried a little bit harder, he could have had some more success. But just overall, based on everybody else in this uh, in this conference, I, I really just didn't like him better than anybody else. I feel like kind of the way I look at this list and the last list was, do I want this guy on my team? Yeah. Um, and really with Drew Locke, I wouldn't want him more than I would want any of these other people. Uh, well, this my we knew not agree on number sixteen on this list. Uh, hey, number go. sixteen for me, I have Sam Darnold, uh, and this hurts because when he got traded to the Panthers last year, you remember I said I think I'm gonna believe and I'm gonna give him a shot, and we saw how the shot went. It did not go. It did not go. It didn't even finish the year as a starter. I mean, he started out good. Granted, that was probably due to scheduling. Yeah. But uh, I just. I hate to say it, but I think I think I think Adam Gase broke him. Uh, Fair enough. So I mean, th- there's not much I can say. It's nothing against Sam Darnold. He seems like a nice guy. Doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with him, but <laughs> nothing personal. But I think Adam Gase broke him on the Jets, which is yeah. just an unfortunate hire, and that kind of messed it up. But hey, he has a chance to prove me wrong, and I hope he does this year for the Panthers, unless they trade for Baker Mayfield. So or they just start Matt Corral. I hope they don't. Uh, hope so they number do. fifteen, who do you got there? Uh, here I've got Trey Lance. So then really when I put Trey Lance at 15, I thought, well, he could be good, but he hasn't really played that much. He hasn't had that many starts. And so inexperience put him at 15. I think he's a little bit better than Drew Locke. Which is why I have him <laughs> above Drew Locke, but I don't think he's overall like we, I, I just don't think I've seen enough from him. That's exactly my reason. I have him at 15 too. I think he'll be he he's not the worst QP in the NFC, yeah. but we haven't seen anything I just haven't yet. Seen so him play. he'll I have a feeling he'll climb up this year, but Mike said we haven't seen much. So uh, who do you got at number fourteen? Uh, Sam Darnold, um, and you know really all the reasons you stated before why he was at the bottom. That's why he's here. Um, you know really struggled. Um, I think I would still want him over Drew Locke, um, but really he's he's just been. Uh, underwhelming in his NFL career. Now, I was didn't really think Sam Darnold was going to be that good in the NFL coming into the draft. Yeah, you, but, you've been very bold, uh, uh, 
letting us know that too. Um, yeah, yeah I, I just was never really big on him coming out of the draft. Uh, I just didn't really like his whole demeanor at U- USC. It just felt like he didn't really take a lot of things, yeah. a lot of the big moments too seriously. And I think that's what cost really led to his struggles in big moments at USC. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's really translated to the NFL where really every game is a big moment and he really hasn't delivered. Um, yeah. So that's why I've got him at 14. Okay. So number 14 for me is Drew Ark. We basically kind of just flip-flop those two. Mm, yeah. Uh, my reasoning for Drew Ark, I, I feel like he is kind of how – do, how do I word this correctly? He's the guy I think kind of like boom or bust, kind of like, you know, like yeah. more conservative – or one that you know that can will try to make the big play for you. I gave that slight edge to Drew Locke in the situation. Now, don't get me wrong. I think they're both equally not the greatest starting QBs <laughs> in the world. But I, I just feel like if I, like you said, it came down to who I want, I would probably rather have Drew Locke over Sam Darnold just a little bit. Fair enough. But like I said, these bottom three were pretty easy for me to yeah i mean they were simple enough yeah again not saying they're bad qbs we're not saying they're horrible qbs but just compared to everyone else in the nfc uh so now let's get to number 13 who you got there um here it's jared goff the only reason jared goff gets to be 13 is because he went to a super bowl that's the only reason he's here. Uh, I'm. I mean, I'm not. Try, I'm not going to sugarcoat it at all. I think Jared I Goff. It. I don't think Jared Goff is that good, but he's been better than Sam Darnold, better than Drew Locke, better than Trey Lance thus far in his career, and he's been to a Super Bowl. It was a not a fun Super Bowl to watch, but it was put me a to Super sleep. Bowl. Yeah, but it was Super Bowl, and he was in it until he threw it right to Stephon Gilmore. So, you know. Not really the best quarterback out there. Um, and now he's forgotten on the Lions pretty much. Yep. And now he plays for the Lions. And again, like I said, the Super Bowl appearance is really what boosts him up here because he was very instrumental in that team's offense. Yeah. Uh, but that's where I've got him. Okay. All right. My number 13, uh, I actually have Marcus Mariota here. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I can't believe he's going to be starting again. I didn't think he would not get, get another starting job. But, hey. I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm intriguing to see him. The biggest problem with me and the reason I'm ranked low is he's not a bad QB, but Lord, he has a lot of injury problems. And yes. that's what cost him in Tennessee. Exactly. You know, uh, I actually, I was fortunate. I went to the his very first training camp in Tennessee. That was the first time okay. I went to an NFL training camp. And I saw him in person. He seemed like he, you know, I, I kind of like heard him like talking. I was like, he seems like a good guy. You know, this is when I like didn't know it as much as I do now. Yeah. But um, like, like I said, his injuries are what kills him. And also uh, questionable decision-making at points. Yes. So like I said, I, I root for him because I like the guy, but uh, I'm going to put him at 13 here. Absolutely. So uh, who do you have at number 12 here? Um, I have Marcus Mario at there. 12 right here. So, uh, you know, Kind of like the things you said, injuries are really questionable. Why I have him over Jared Goff is when it, with the Raiders, it seemed like their system was a little bit better. And I know he was the backup with the yeah. Raiders, but he did get some playing time. True. And when he was playing in those minutes with the Raiders, he he looked like he did it almost like he did at Oregon. Exactly. He looked uh, like he was making better decisions. It just felt like the offense was maybe made for him a little bit better than it was in Tennessee. And so I'm thinking that if Atlanta can really appeal to his strengths and kind of play an offense that he's used to, that he's comfortable in, I think he could have a lot of success. And so that's why I have him over Jared Goff. Okay. 
That's fair. Uh, number 12, I do have Jared Goff here. Only difference between them, and like you said, one of the main reasons he's even close to this, is he had some playoff success. Yeah, he had some success. That, that's that's the main reasoning for me putting him over Mariota. If he had like lost in a wild card like both times, I would have put him – I would put him up there with 14, 15, 16, yeah, maybe. I'm, I mean, Trey Lance might be looking at 13. We're having <laughs> yeah, a, a but, little uh, bit of a different conversation. But, uh, you know, I'm curious to see how he does this year. You know, maybe another year in Detroit system, he does better. But then again, they fired their offensive coordinator. So who the heck knows what's happening in Detroit? It always looks like they're trying to build better, and then they do something just outlandish. Yeah. Like so, they went and got Jamison Williams, but then they just fire everybody that's pretty, part of their offense. Which is a shame because I'm – Shame because I'm rooting for Dan Campbell, but 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 buddy, I I I don't know how much longer you'll, you'll be there. <laughs> They're making it so hard. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I have him at twelve. So uh, now we get to number eleven. Who do you have here? Uh, this is the guy that's just missing out on the top ten, and I actually hate that I let this guy get this close to the. I top think I know 10. you're talking about. But it's Daniel Jones. Uh, another guy I wasn't ever big on coming out of the draft. Um, I they always praise during the draft his toughness and he was tough but his toughness was just he had no offensive line yeah. at duke so he just got exactly. adept by clemson uh, big guys every and, and he got used to that with the giants yeah they, uh, they i mean no he's taken some wax so yeah he's tough but his decision making is questionable i'm I, i'm glad that the giants are actually going to give him a fair shake this exactly. season because i do think that He's not entirely the reason for their lack of success, and I think he could actually be a decent quarterback if they tried to build around him. They've done nothing to help him, so I'm glad to see that they're trying to help him, but I just don't know that he's the kind of guy that's going to elevate this team. Um, I Again, I, I stand by this. I think Dwayne Haskins would have been a much better fit with the Giants. He's more mobile. He was better. Honestly, and I think he would have fit a little bit better with Saquon Barkley. R.I.P. Wayne Haskins, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, Number 11 for me, same with you, it's Daniel Jones. I have said this for a while that the Giants, the Giants have ruined his career because number one, they drafted him number six overall when every other mock draft either had him going late first round or second or third round, but they drafted him sixth overall. And I don't care if you're drafted in the top six as a QB. You're expected to take him to the Super Bowl, pretty much. Yeah. And again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying Daniel Jones is, uh, was the main thing for that, but he's, like you said, he's had his issues. But also, like I said, the Giants have done nothing yeah. to help him either. Here's a fair comparison. He got Mitchell Trubisky. Bingo. That's a pretty. That's actually a really good comparison for it. So, like I said, I'm interested to see how he does now. That they're going to kind of build it around him this year, yeah. and hopefully. He gets a fair chance, and then if he struggles again, then we know our answer. Yeah, we know the answer for sure. But uh, it seemed pretty obvious to me. Put him here at eleven, so that now puts us in the top ten. Who do you have here at number ten? Is this where it gets bold? This is where things start to get a little interesting. Right. Um, but at number ten, I have Carson Wentz. Okay, I I, uh, I like Carson Wentz, and you know, at one point he was an MVP candidate. But he is far from that right now. The NFC, really, when I look at it, it, it's a little bit weaker in quarterback talent. I know that the top ten was like felt like I was, you know, guys were really fighting Tannehill and Matt Ryan right there at the Obviously, edge. Obviously, yeah. But here I've got Carson Wentz, who has really struggled the last couple seasons, and you know, I I really hope that he can find that that form that he had, you know, in 2015, 2016. Um, but you know. 
he just hasn't really been the same since that injury and his, his struggles continue and it just feels like really right now no matter where he is he, he's just lost an edge mentally it just always feels like he has a good game and then he makes one bad throw and it costs his team the entire game yeah uh my number 10 is is not Carson Wentz uh, my number 10 is actually Jalen Hurts here okay. now this one seems kind of kind of bold kind of odd but I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep it clear number one uh he's basically what's going to make the Eagles defy the Eagles season next year because yeah. they have the ton of talent now around them that they can win the NFC East. It'll all come down to him. Absolutely. And he, he might make me shut up and I could put him like near the top five. I don't know if he'll make top five. For the Probably year, but, not. But, uh, you know, also uh, last year, he wasn't asked to do a whole lot. You remember the Eagles were the top rushing offense in the NFL. They were. They, and they only caught – Told him, made him pass whenever they really necessarily need him to. And at times he did deliver and times he, he really didn't. So, uh, I, that's why I'm there. I would, him and Carson went to two, I was choosing for that spot. And I gave a slight edge to Carson just kind of experience wise. You know, it was, it was tough for that one for me, but, uh, yeah, uh, I had Jalen hurts at number 10. So who do you have at number nine? As you as maybe shout out the man wearing a Nick Foles jersey number nine. So yes. who who do we um, have at number nine? This is going to be probably more controversial, okay, uh, than anything else I say. Well, maybe there's another one that I think is going to be right. more controversial, but this might be one of the more controversial things. I have Kirk Cousins at number nine. Uh, okay, I very nearly had Kirk Cousins at number ten, but I really couldn't bring myself to put Carson Wentz <laughs> above him. Um, I. And I probably said this before as well. I have never thought Kirk Cousins was good. He's not worth the money. Eighty-four ever. million. <laughs> He's never been worth the money. Um, you know, he got really his career is all all jump started because he got lucky that Robert Griffin the third got hurt in his rookie season. Exactly. He's not good. He's not quality. He's not a game manager. He makes terrible decisions. He chokes in the spotlight. This guy is bad. <laughs> this guy's bad. Oh, yeah. What, um, he's won one primetime game in his career? I think so. Um, I think he beat the Bears on primetime this year. I think, uh, yeah, because I remember, I think they made a big deal talking about his, like, first ever primetime win. I'm like, that's pretty bad if this is just now your first ever primetime I mean, win. He's just, he's not good. The, the guy's bad. I, I can't stand watching him. I can't stand listening to people talk about him. He's just—he's just not good. I—I I, I hate it for all you Vikings fans. I hate it for all you Kirk Cousins fans out there. He's a bad quarterback. I'm sorry that you've been poisoned to believe he's good, but I mean his resume speaks for itself, and your success with Kirk Cousins speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, maybe he'll use that glass that he wanted around his locker as kind of block out what he says. He's like, I don't care anymore. Maybe, maybe <laughs> but, so. But uh, number nine for me, I have Carson Wentz here, which is a shame because. Uh, Kind of, I've kind of liked Carson Wentz, but every year it's given him harder and harder to defend him. Last year with the Colts, I was like, bang, fresh start. Here we go. He's going to show you. And just like you said, he has the moments where he's making such big plays. And then he makes some of the dumbest decisions at the end of the, at like the worst times possible that I've seen. It's, it's just, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to root for him. I'm like, and especially the Jaguars game in week 18 is what stealed from him. Yeah. I'm like, Carson, buddy, just, just it's the Jaguars. It's the worst team you, in the game. It's the, the worst team in the NFL. You just have to beat them and you're in the playoffs, buddy. And then we might be having a different discussion here, but 
No, uh, but yeah, that game is what's kind of steal for me. But I do appreciate shout out to him for losing, so the Steelers got in the playoffs somehow. Amen. Yeah, uh, and also no tie on the Sunday night. Um, now let's get to number eight. Who do you have here at number eight? This was really hard, but I knew I had to put this guy here. People would think there was a lot of bias in this list. Uh, I have Justin Fields here. Um, I think Justin Fields had an all right season last year. He, he struggled a little bit with his interceptions. Um, but I think that he came in with lower expectations because yeah. the bears weren't very good. And I don't think he, uh, failed those expectations. He was impressive to me. The game against the Niners, uh, last season was a really big game. I thought, um, that incredible scramble for a touchdown, uh, was beautiful. Um, Pretty sure that play broke Twitter for a little bit. It too. did. It, it was beautiful. Um, it put us up right before Jimmy G had a very clutch drive. I really wish we could have been ranking Jimmy G somewhere. But, yeah, but we, who knows where he's yeah, going? Nobody though. knows where he's at right now. Uh, he won't be a Niner. That's all we know for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but Justin Fields, he, he's shown some flashes. Um, I would definitely, definitely like to see. Yeah, uh, you know where we have him ranked around the midseason point because I feel like he's going to have a little bit more success uh, this season. But like I said, I don't think he failed expectations last year. I think he met expectations, um, and, and I think that he's got uh, a future in the NFL. Yeah, uh, you might be a little bit mad at me for this. I'll probably go into me, but I do have him at number eight. I'm ducking for cover, as I'm saying. The uh, the reason. I'm not putting him over Kirk Cousins. Don't, again, don't be mad. You're giving me that look like you're mad. Don't. <laughs> hey, to each his own. That's why we do this. Um, but the reasoning for it is solely because I, I don't think I've seen an. I need to see a little bit more of Justin Fields, and that's just that. Don't get me wrong. I think Justin Fields will end up a better player than Kirk Cousins. I will say that with one thousand percent confidence. But I just need to see a little bit more Justin Fields before I officially put him ahead of Kirk Cousins. Fair That's enough. the only reasoning for it. Fair Besides enough. that, I think he's better than Kirk Cousins. But, Fair enough. Fair uh, so who do you have at number seven? I have Jalen Hurts right here. Okay. Um, I think that Jalen Hurts has really stepped up in some big spots for the Eagles. Like you said, his uh, throwing consistency can sometimes be bad. Uh, he really struggled in that game. Uh, wild card game against the Buccaneers but then again that Buccaneers Um, defense is but yeah they were uh, that was a great team and they also shut down the run in that so yeah uh, you know there's not a lot of blame I think you could put on Jalen Hurts um I I really think that if he develops his passing he's definitely gonna rise on this list but yeah what he does so well for this team is that he runs so well in the top rush offense in football um, and I think that really helps. Obviously, your quarterback needs to be able to throw, but I don't think his throwing is so bad um, that his running, uh, you know, that it outweighs his running, especially with the team that runs the ball and runs the ball success- as successfully as Philadelphia does. It's a little bit of a different story with Lamar Jackson and, you know, how he's – they're starting to figure out that Baltimore Ravens run the game. So he's got to figure out how to throw. And, you know, it'd be nice if Jalen Hurts added that before teams started to figure him out as well. Again, I wanted to put Jalen Hurts a little bit higher. I hope he gets up there a little bit higher this year and he shows and he shows people. Because I always I always liked him. I didn't I – didn't, I felt kind of bad for him at Bama, but I respected that he stayed and competed. He unfortunately lost. And then 
he came up clutch in that SEC title game for him Absolutely. when Tua was hurt. So I always got my respect for him for that and for getting Oklahoma to the playoff, which clearly is not an easy thing apparently to do. Yeah. So uh, my number seven, though, is Kirk Cousins. Uh, like I said, the only reason he's ranked higher than Justin Fields because I haven't seen enough of Justin Fields. Uh, like you said, uh, just not worth $84 million. Every single time I see him, I'm like – they paid that man $84 million to be their starting QB. They should have paid me $84 million. They could pay me $84 million. I'll go do that. Uh, but uh, primary, that's the main reasoning. He, the Vikings, I think, have a chance to maybe make the playoffs this year, but it all comes down to him like it always does. So uh, now let's move to the top six. Who do you have at number six? Uh, I have Jameis Winston at okay. number six. Um I think Jameis had a really good year last year in that Saints system. Now, the offense may be different this year uh, with, obviously, Dennis Allen taking over yeah. as head coach. Um, but he's still got a lot of those same pieces. Alvin Kamara is going to be there. Hopefully, Michael Thomas should be back. Who knows? Um, we'll see. Jarvis Landry they've added. It's going to be a really good team for him. So, um, I, d I don't think that this team is taking a step back. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he comes back from the ACL. Obviously, that's yeah. always a tough one to come back from. But he he really looked good in New Orleans, and I think uh, you know as long as you know they continue to kind of play that same style, I don't think there's any reason that Jameis Winston couldn't actually you know actually meet his potential that he was expected yeah. to be when he was drafted. Exactly, I have him at number six as well. Saying all this happened because he had LASIK eye surgery. Yeah. Just think, this is all this is what made him a top six he QB can, in the he NFC. He can see. <laughs> he can see which ones are his receivers and which ones are the defensive backs. But yeah, I think the same system's really good for him. I'm so glad they didn't try to make a move to get a better QB because Jameis Winston's perfect for the Saints, I think. Absolutely. And I think as long as he doesn't get injured again, he could be in for a really good year. So now let us move to the top five. Who do you have at number five? This is really tough for me to decide uh, between number four and number five. Um, but I ended up going with Kyler Murray right here. Um, just because Kyler Murray, uh, he's has some consistency issues. And, you know, before I understood it when his best receiver was Larry Fitzgerald. But he's got DeAndre Hopkins now. They've got to win more games. Mm -hmm. they, they've got to be better. That pass offense has to be better. Um, it, it was a, a really yeah. good looking team. And now I know Hopkins is going to be suspended coming in the next season, but they, yeah. they definitely struggled to move the ball through the air, which is something that that team with that, the kind of needs, they kind of need to be yeah. good at that. I mean, that team with that coach, if, if you can't pass the ball, they're not going to win games. And we kind of saw teams figure out their passing at the you know second half of last season. They really struggled after getting off to that hot start. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, kind of how Kyler responds. Um, but I still think he's a top five quarterback in the NFC. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Even though I had him as my MVP, he looked good for seven weeks as MVP. He did. And and then he got injured, and then, then everything went downhill for the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, I think, honestly, this 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 year is going to be the, the it year for the Cardinals where if they don't – I know they're not going to have DeAndre Hopkins, but if Kyler wants to – get the amount of money he's claiming he wants. I forget. It's like, I think he won some like $40 million a year, which is, yeah. it's a bit much for someone that has played in one playoff game so far. But, uh, 
this is a big year for him to determine truly how good he is and how really if Kling, Kiff, if Cliff Kingsbury can be the answer for the coaching whole thing in Arizona. So who do you have at number four next? Um, I have Dak Prescott at number four. Uh, like I said, between Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray, this was a little bit of a tough decision. But um, Dak Prescott really uh, stepped up last year after coming back from that gruesome leg injury. Um, and so I thought he actually played really well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, typically I'm a Cowboy hater. And, uh, Same here. Dak Prescott. We hater, don't, but, if you're not a Cowboys fan, yeah. you are a Cowboy hater. You pretty much are. Um, but I'm here to give him his respect. He's been impressive. Um, and he was impressive last season. And it'll be interesting to see kind of how he plays next year without Amari Cooper. Yeah. Uh, I 100% agree with you. Dak at number four for me. It's pretty clear cut. But, uh, you know, like I said, I'm interested to see how he does without Amari Cooper as well. And like I said, I didn't expect him to have as good of a year as last year as he did coming off that injury. That injury was the best thing that ever happened to him because he got majorly paid and showed how much the Cowboys needed him. So, but uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how he does this next year because, I mean, the Cowboys, they lost a lot this offseason. Yeah. And, you know, the Eagles are looking good. Eagles are are looking really good. So, it might have a competitive NFC East this year. Maybe. Maybe we'll see one team that go 9-8 and that wins it. Uh now we move to number three. The top three, we agree on this one. Stafford, uh, Brady, and Rodgers. That was the top three. Pretty clear for that one. Who do you have at number three? Number three? I have Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Uh, That's a little bit of a shocker. This was my other big controversial one because I think Matthew Stafford showed just how much better he is than Aaron Rodgers this past year. They've always been just... Everybody's always said Aaron Rodgers is a little bit better, just a little bit better. He's always had more success. You get Matthew Stafford on a team that wants to win, and in his first season he wins a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has been playing on the Packers who have wanted to win for what? However long he's been playing, 15 years or whatever? One Super Bowl. They have the same amount of Super Bowls. I mean, I've almost been to the same Master Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. You've almost been yes. to the same Master Super Bowls. So, I mean, for Matthew Stafford. I mean, we're one, we're one by an expensive ticket away from being the same amount as he has. That's fair. And just like that, Matthew Stafford really showed just how good he was this past year. And obviously, Tom Brady's better than Aaron Rodgers. So, that's why I got Aaron Rodgers here at three. Okay, you might, you might not like who I have here at number three. Number three, I have Tom Brady. Wow. Let me let me let me tell you why. Number one, legacy wise, he's number one. Let's get that out of the way. But as of right now, and especially you know with the whole off season where you think he's retired, he took some time off instead of his normal training. He's coming back, and also I think right now, this is just right now. Personally, I think Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers are both better QBs than he is right now. That's. That's my main reasoning for it. Like I said, legacy-wise, I have to put him in number one. I hate that I have to put him in number one. But uh, for right now, as this is just for QB rankings, I'm going to put him at number three. I know that might get me some hate, but I'm going okay. to put him there. I can tell you're very interested in that answer. Uh, who do you have at number two, though? Or are we just gonna do oh, oh, yeah, let's just go straight. Let's cut to number one. Who do you have at number one? Tom Brady. Oh, that's kind of a, that's kind of disappointing. I was hoping <laughs> almost Matthew Stafford, but it is Tom Brady. Um, 
I really just think that when I look at this, Tom Brady's the best quarterback in the NFC. I I, I can't want to argue with you. Yeah. Everybody has their own opinion on, you know, how, how it all shakes out. Obviously, that was the fun in doing this whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I've got Tom Brady here. I think that he showed a lot of consistency. And I think really where the books came up short last year, it wasn't Tom Brady's fault. No, um, it so wasn't. So I think that he really soared. And I really liked Matthew Stafford last year. I think he's one more good season away from t- overtaking Tom Brady. Uh, while I thought Matthew Stafford's one Super Bowl in one season with the Rams was enough to overtake Aaron Rodgers, I just didn't feel like overall it was enough to take over Tom Brady. Yeah. All right. You ready for my number one? I'm ready. Number one. I'm going to hate it. I already know who it is. It's Aaron Rodgers. I'm so sorry. I know you want to get up and leave right now. I'm uh, sorry. dud. <laughs> uh, but listen, listen, let me tell you this. I was very, I was this close to putting Matthew Stafford in number one. I was very tempted because of the reasons that you said about overall one Super Bowl for Matthew Stafford, one Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers. They've been to the same amount of Super Bowls and pretty much legacy is arguably the same pretty much. But to me, I look at the difference in uh, who was the better QB overall last year. Overall last year. This is not just team-wise. It's overall QB-wise. Aaron Rodgers won MVP. That's what's steal for me. Second in a row. Again, don't get me wrong. I am not the biggest Aaron Rodgers fan. But personally, but I'm saying, the man right now is the top QB in the NFC. And... I personally believe that. I wish it was Matthew Stafford or, shoot, I wish it was Tom Brady for me, but Fair enough. I think it's Aaron Rodgers. I hate to say it. But that's going to do it for this very long episode. It was very entertaining one. Uh, let us know your rankings, you know. We had someone shout us, uh, post their favorite, their top five for Marvel on Twitter the other night. Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah. Fun little interaction there. So, so yeah. Twi- you can post it on Twitter at, at the bold takes uh, Twitter. You can find us there or at us post your rankings and you know, I mean, who knows? They might even be better than ours. I don't know. It's kind of hard to beat our own personal opinion, yeah, but I mean, these are right. So, yeah, so no matter if they're different, yeah. but uh, that's going to be it for this episode. That is Austin Hill. I'm Austin waiter. And we want to thank you for listening.